Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and my sleep paralysis demon. There for me in the good times and the bad times. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck, and it's mostly the bad times. <laughs> Isn't that like a hag that's supposed to be sitting on your chest? Isn't yes. that the whole Or like some kind stain? of, yeah, like heavy, creepy demon creature. Not a nice creature. No, it's never a nice, it's never like... A gerbil. A bunch of gerbils. And just, it's 500 gerbils on you. <laughs> that would be so scary. <laughs> They're like, feed me, mother. Like, no! <laughs> on today's episode, natal aspects, which is in the news, and a spell to protect your pet. Mama, you've been gone. I've been gone. I've been busy. I've been crazy. I've been all of it. In order to get all of the things that you've had to get done, how high is your Adderall prescription? Man, I need to find someone. Actually, I don't need to find someone. I need to find a drug dealer mm-hmm. and just bypass the whole situation. Yeah. I feel like I'm one of those people if I asked for Adderall, they would just tell me no, which I don't think is how doctors work. But I think they'd be like, how many cups of coffee do you drink? And I'd be like, eight on a good day. They'd be like, I don't know if this is for you. You're like sweating. Yeah, I'm like heart palpitating. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, eh. Yeah, so I was in Los Angeles producing a short film. And then I went to a baller boat party. Boat party? Birthday boat party, yeah, for Adama and her sister Adane. And then what else have I done? I don't know. I felt like I was the president, though. I was like every day it was like shaking hands with friends Mm -hmm. from LA and Mm -hmm. kissing babies kissing babies meeting new cats that was I met Artemis's like basically soul flame it's this cat named Jasmine great name for a cat great name and she looks just like Artemis but she's just a lighter gray but sometimes I'll see pictures of her on Instagram and I get confused being like why is that person posting about my cat really yeah oh that's so surreal very bizarre and then you know I've been back here and Dealt with flooding today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah, we're coming at you right after. Oh, uh, and the pumpkin Ida. spice lattes hit. It was really like the world started changing oh, when I was away. The world was turning. It was turning. Turning and it, over. I have had probably a pumpkin spice latte every day, which is a great streak to have, honestly. <laughs> Did I not get one yesterday? I think I got one yesterday. So it's been like, what, a week? I'm so caffeinated. Her eyes. I know. Bulging. Her neck. Just red. Bulging. Bulging. Her nails. Bulging. I'm thick. <laughs> thick as fuck. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. And now now we're just living, dude. Yeah. What else do you have it. going on? Like, is this, can you finally slow down? Or no. Do, we're still running. We're still running. We're still pumpkin yeah, spicy. Because yeah. they might, due to the flood, we might be moving units. So which means we have to move three uh. units down, but still move. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in pre-production for the Ghost Town web series, so it's busy. It's a busy fucking time. How are you doing? Your show's like tomorrow when this airs. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. So my show opens tomorrow. Oh um, shit. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah. So I guess like the past a little bit, I've been missing Alicia. Trying not to come on too strong. It's a lot of heartache over here. Yeah. I Honestly, can feel it. when Alicia leaves, I send her videos of cute animals and then she commented it on how oh I can always tell if you miss me if you send me cute animals and then I felt too seen so then I stopped sending cute animals but then I was like will Alicia think I'm mad at her will she forget me if I don't send her will I forget you like I'm like a like a dog waiting for my kid to come back from college I hear your name in the wind and I'm like who is that oh that I think I once knew hey Alicia Come get a hit off this big bong of crack cocaine. (laughs) Oh, whatever. That's what. Whatever. Yeah, you go back to the party. Yeah, you do. On the boat. On the boat. (laughs) No, I'm 
good. I'm good. I'm really excited. Um, I've had a couple of really cool things happen with the show. Uh, my uh, artist talk is going to be sponsored by Vantage Art Projects, which Ooh. is um, based out of the West Coast by this wonderful woman named Jennifer Mobby. She runs this like online magazine that also does like small editions of print. Mm-hmm. And I've been in her magazine a couple times. And by say a couple times, I mean once. I was Ooh, trying to excellent. hype myself up. But you know, maybe the couple times is like more like, I think that I will be again someday. Yeah, for sure. And so her program is sponsoring my artist talk on Instagram. Amazing. So that will be September 16th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And the reason that is, is because New York Crit Club starts at 7 ah. Eastern. And I was like, I want these motherfuckers to come to my art talk. Ah, smart. And then Radical Wines in Clinton Hill is also sponsoring my show. So they help me pick out a bunch of like box wine and we're going to go pick it up the day of. So I'm very excited about that. And then, um, yeah, I just I hope people come. People will come. And if anything, your favorite people will be there. I me, know. Marcel, Tammy, your dad, Mike. I don't need anybody else. No, Casey. baby witches, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> show up, please. Uh, but besides that. Yeah, so as I told Alicia, I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, she is. She's very hyped. I'm actually, I'm just really excited. I feel excited. like you're buzzing. I'm really excited for this episode. Because, <laughs> because this is a thing mm-hmm. that I did not understand. And I had wholly Same. accepted I would not understand. I was talking to Emily Miller, who's um, a really wonderful uh, painter based out of New York City. And also she's an astrologer. And I was just like, I know that we're going to get so many fucking emails about how wrong we are. Like, I just, like, I'm not looking forward to it because, like, this is so confusing. And now I feel like I learned something. That's good. That's great. We should always learn something. But I don't think you would get emails because I don't think anyone else knows what it is either. You think they're all making it up? Yeah. Did you see our Patreon questions? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) They're like... Momo, thank you. Why should I care about anything other than my sun, moon, and rising? Fuck, I don't fucking know. You're, that's right. These are, They don't care. That's okay. No one's going to email. I guess the only people I have to impress, myself, my mom, and the Holy Ghost, you, and the Patreon subscribers. Yes. The only people I need to care about. All right, let's get to it because I want to learn. Okay. So today we're talking about aspects in astrology. What is that? So when you look at an astrological chart sometimes let's say you just get like the grid and it says like this is your moon and this is your rising and stuff like that or maybe you look at it and it's a circle if it's a circle you're fucked if it's a circle we're gonna teach you how to read the circle Ooh, this okay. is listen i'm gonna lift you up i'm ta- i'm taking my shovel i'm digging up your grave i'm raising up your body i'm smacking you a little bit and uh and then you're up for school. So like how they smack babies, you know, to like... <laughs> to they cry. To they cry. Smack you on the... You're like... Your little tuchus. Five foot two. I have to like... <laughs> it's like taller than you. <laughs> it looks like one of those fucking sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Rise up! Um, so what is that? Aspects in astrology, it's basically whenever a chart says that you have some kind of conjunction, sextile... Trine, square, and opposition. It's five. Yeah. Okay, let's say you've got your birth chart. Mm-hmm. It's a circle. Yeah. Okay. We know what the houses are. We know what the houses are. So let's say that you get a pizza. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Just like a veg. Oh, no, no, no. I love, um. oh, my God. <gasps> what is, I love eggplant pizza. Oh, eggplant on pizza. That's really good. It's exceptionally good. Yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, Boom. so eggplant pizza. Glad I had an answer for this. <laughs> it, uh... It comes to you. Where do you get it? What's your favorite pizza place? Well, shut down. I don't know. Now oh, I'm out no. of luck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess it, we'll get, we're getting it from the Domino's until there's like a better. Okay. Well, yeah. Fine. Fine. She's disappointed. Well, let's do ampersand. Okay. Ampersand pizza. So ampersand pizza. What about Prince pizza? We could do that one too. I don't know what either of those are. Well, they're great. There's also artichoke pizza, which is really good. Exceptional. Yeah. There's too many options. What so, about Sabar- Sabaros? Okay. Let's settle. Settle for Sabaros. New York great. New York New York strong. There's like two of them left. Okay. We should help them. So we've called up Sabaros. Okay, great. We're ordering the eggplant pizza. Amazing. It comes. They deliver it. It's nice. You give the, how much do you tip? I don't know, 15, 18. It depends how far they are from my house. Percent or dollars? Percent. <gasps> okay, rich. Everything in my wallet, yes. which is nothing. Yes. So you give him $10. 
Sure. You open up the pizza. It's already sliced, right? So there's crust. We're doing crust. Oh, wow. All of that just to get to this pie part. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So in the crust, you're looking at your eggplant pizza crust. Mm -hmm. Each of the parts of the crust are divided into equal 12 amounts. That's the zodiac signs. So the zodiac signs are on the crust. So it like starts with Aries, Taurus, yada, 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 Aquarius, Pisces. Yeah, definitely get a medium pizza. Yes. If you get a large, it's too many. It doesn't work with this analogy. Small, also the same. Extremely. So then mm-hmm. on the inside, the whole thing's cut. And so the internal slices, those are the houses. So if you take off a slice, the crust is the zodiac sign. And then you've picked up with the cheese and the tomato sauce. That mm-hmm. is the house. Something weird that Sabaros has done is they've only given you a few little tiny pieces of eggplant. This is why they're going out of business, man. And they only put it really close to the crust. Sure. Whatever. Whatever they want. I don't know. Like, you're I'm not a making failing pizza. business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really here for the hot delivery guy. So what's happened is you have a pizza and there's just a few little pieces of eggplant and they're all congregated around the edges towards the crust. Mm-hmm. Those are the planets. So this shitty pizza... This is the pizza that was born at the same time you were born. Oh, so it's old. It's, it's mangy. <laughs> it's got hair. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about the houses. This is something I want you to just like take a, take a load off. You don't need to be worrying about houses. The only thing you need to be worrying about is how close these fucking little pieces of eggplant are to each other. Okay. Because based on how far apart they are from each other, they're affecting each other. Their juices are getting all over each other. Ooh, okay. What we're going to do is we're going to pull Kim Kardashian's chart. Ooh, excellent. So she was born October 21st, 1980 at 1046 a.m. in Los Angeles, California. Then where them Libras at? Where are they at? Oh, powerful Libra energy. Woo. So if you pull this chart, it's cute. You'd find on astro.com that, you know, Kim Kardashian's moon is in Pisces. And not just any old Pisces, it's a late Pisces moon at 28 degrees. So I just said a number. And you might be thinking, I need to turn off this podcast. Yes. But you don't. Oh, okay. Okay, stay with me. Because these numbers, you can handle these numbers. You can handle Alicia. Mm. You can handle me. I'm like getting really close to the door though. No. Like I'm just scooting away. I'm watching her do it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Get back over here. So the reason that these little pieces of eggplant, the reason that these uh, planets are interesting is that by looking at this chart, you'll notice some of these planets are close to each other, some of these are far apart from each other, and some are right on top of each other. So they're always working in concert with one another based on their relationship to each other. Mm. Before we get into aspects, I got to let you know something. Sometimes you'll hear astrologers use qualifiers like exact or tight or wide when they're talking about aspects. That's because there's a little bit of wiggle room. There's a little bit of dancing room at this concert. Like we're just making things up? Like an exact aspect will be, say, exactly 90 degrees away from each other, 120 degrees away from each other. But let's say you have a little piece of eggplant and the eggplant is 96 degrees away from another eggplant. That is still considered an aspect. It's just considered a wide aspect. So exact Mm. aspects, which are like right on those like even numbers, those are going to be more powerful. The ones that are sort of away from like that blast zone, that epicenter of the horrible earthquake that is your life, those are going to be less powerful. You got don't have it. to worry about aftershocks. Okay. I know. You still got me at 28 degrees though. <laughs> I'm still trying to catch up. I'm not going to let you sink. You come with me. Hold my hand. Come you into say, my say, don't room. let me think? I said, I'm not going to let you sink. Oh, I was like, I would love to not think. I, also, <laughs> anything. And then here's another pro tip. When you start, you know, throwing out numbers... You might be tempted to start counting degrees to see if one planet is exactly within 30, 90, 180 degrees of each other. You do not have to do this. Each little piece of pizza Mm -hmm. is exactly 30 degrees. So if you have, you know, a planet that's two slices of pizza away from another one, that's just 60 degrees, (gasps) right? What? And then if you have three pieces of pizza, that's 90 degrees. I wish geometry was explained to me like this. Oh, really? Yeah, that would have made it so much better. I feel like there was so much pie and like but it wasn't, food metaphors. But it wasn't a pie I wanted. True. No. 3.16458728. Is that it? Oh my no, God. it's not Oh, it. God. You said it with such conviction. 
I was just like, I believe it. I'm basically a doctor. Oh, excuse me, fly. This fly? Who are you? He How? found you. He Get- followed us? He's like, I'm the third host. Who put the fuck right in my ear? Okay. okay. So we're, we're going to get into the aspects. And you, baby witch, you can do this because I can do this. And I'm a dipshit. <laughs> okay? Listen, I had to do Algebra 2 twice over the summer. Oh, well, that, you know, that's like Algebra 2.5. I still didn't do very good. <laughs> I was just really, really distracted by my math teacher. His nipples were so hard. Through and he the wore shirt. these really tight, super tight Who polos. I forget his name. He was uh, older. Like older or like old? Was it like hot? No, I'd say he's like in his 60s and I was like 16. So I was like, oh my God, decrepit old lint man. What are you doing with that with tight his shirt? nips out? Yeah. I mean, it was summer. Yeah, it was very you know. cold in the room. So it was probably like he had the AC all the way up because it was a hot Indiana summer. Exactly. But the other thing that's in this hot Indiana summer is conjunctions. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? Figuring out why you are the way that you are. Great song, Tara. Okay, so... The internet says that this aspect is created between two planets when they are within zero degrees of one another. That means they're right on fucking top of each other. Like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they're stacked like... like they're all kissing. Exactly. Okay, great. Um, but for the most part, you're going to give a wiggle room of 10 to 15. Some places said, you know, only six degrees wiggle room. Some places said 20 degrees. And I think that we're going to do the witchiest patented apathy about rules. Oh, just who cares? Yeah. If it's 100 degrees of it, it's probably fine. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) This is not like the ocean where it goes up one degrees and then we have to worry about the apocalypse. That's true. In the case of Kimmy K, she is a sun at 29 degrees of Libra and a Pluto at 21 degrees of Libra. So that's only what, like 8 degrees? Mm -hmm. 21 plus 8 is 29. So that's a conjunction between her sun and her Pluto. So what does this mean? Planets that are joined within a conjunction blend their energies together. They're held tighter together than that hand-fasting ritual you're going to do at your wedding. (laughs) Sometimes this can be great. Oh, it's so harmonious. Like maybe it's between two planets that get along really well, like maybe a Mercury and a Mars, which, you know, have a lot of energy and, and talk about like how you move through the world, how you interact with people. But two planets like, let's say, the Sun and the Pluto, things that are like your identity but also your shame. Those two energies working together that are held so tightly that you can't discern them from one another could be, instead of maybe generative, perhaps more degenerative. So for conjunctions, it can either be positive or negative? Exactly. It's kind of like the gray area between. But the Mm. idea is that the energy is so married to one another that something people said is that it could actually be blind spots, like sort of personal and spiritual blind spots where you're like, oh, Like, of course, I'm just using the example of like Kim Kardashian with her son and her Pluto, like her shame and like the things that you're supposed to hide and the things you're supposed to control, but also like the person who you are, Mm -hmm. like the friction between like trying to be perfect and trying to be what other people need and like feeling so like bad about yourself that you have to like metamorphize yourself physically a lot in order to feel like you are valuable, like the idea is that you don't even realize that you're doing it and that other people don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if you had a conjunction that made it so like, oh, of course, like we all have to follow the rules. Oh, of course, like, you know, I kiss my dog. Everyone thinks about that. Kim K would not kiss her dog. She would not. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm (laughs) trying to say is like in other scenarios that the two energies are just as if they are one. And so piecing them apart, she could maybe not be able to piece apart like her shame from her identity or her control or her metamorphosis from her identity because it is her identity. That makes sense. So it can be good, but the good can also be bad and the bad can also be good. Exactly, exactly. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, if it's talking about your core identity and then your shame, she, you know, literally had a reality TV show. Where you could not separate the two of those Mm -hmm. at some point because you were supposed to show all, you know, in quotes a little because things are edited. And that's interesting. And I think some fights definitely happened, especially between Kim and Courtney, because Courtney was unwilling to show all, even though this is like 
what we've been doing for so long. Mm -hmm. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is how we're getting paid. Very interesting. Up next, we have sextiles. And it has the word sex in it. So I was like, that's a great sign. We're like off to the races, you know. (laughs) My second guess is that it's about the number six. So I was like, okay, let's see how right or wrong I am with this. And I'm pretty right. So it's a 60 degree angle between one planetary body and another planetary body. Or as Tara was saying, two slices of pizza. It's two slices of pizza away. Just two slices of pizza away. With some like, you know, five degree. What what are we saying is the? I'd say like, you know, 10 degree. 10-ish. 10-ish degrees on either side. And the sextile is actually amazing. Because these are the hidden gems in your charts. I'm rich. These are like the good things. Oh, thank God. Basically, having sextiles is amazing. It means if you combine and strengthen one part of yourself, then that aspect can help another part of yourself. Oh, like it's all connected. Like it's all connected. Everything's connected. Yeah. You go to college, you get a job. It's all connected. Except that's not real. That's not a real example. So, you know, retract that. In theory, it is. Yeah. In In theory, it's a great example. (laughs) But in practice, you know, I don't know about that one. Sextiles opens you up to more pathways for growth and prosperity. So, okay. I was also like, what the fuck does this mean? So we're going to look at Kim. And Kim has multiple sextiles. So we're going to talk about a few. Because she has a lot going for her. She's got a lot going for her. She's a lucky lady, we have to say. She has a sextile between Mercury and Venus. Mercury, you know, all about good communication. Venus, about love, romance, like the things you're passionate about. And a really good example about this is how... Kim K has been going around helping incarcerated people for like the last five years. Her dad was a lawyer. Kim is passionate about people who are convicted to life sentences for petty drug-related crimes and to help get them out of fucking jail. And she uses that passion for communication. And by May 2019, Kim was able to help release 17 people from jail in three months. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're using something. If you strengthen either your communication and what you want, or if you strengthen your passion for something, I mean, I'm sure the poll for her was like, this is fucked up. So Mm -hmm. that was probably the starting point. This is fucked up. What can I do about it? And you know, she's been going to law school. So she's been like trying to articulate and better herself in this kind of legal world so that she can help other people so that that passion can become a reality. She also has a sextile between Mars and Saturn. So Mars, you know, another passion fire, how you choose to pursue your goals. And Saturn is like the taskmaster, the work you need to do and how you do that work, which I feel like those two things together in a sextile, boom, fucking amazing. Saturn is definitely a you reap what you sow type of planet. And Kim has reaped and sowed a lot of shit. Oh my God. She has constantly been sowing and reaping. A ton. Sextile between Mars and Saturn is literally her motto of like, work hard, no days off, all that shit, and the fruits of your labor will come into being. And this can be seen from young Kim Kardashian. She always wanted to be famous. And whether you think that's a vapid and shallow goal in life, that's on you. But that's not how everyone thinks. Everybody wants to be rich Wants and famous. to be famous when they're little. The Pussycat Dolls put out a whole fucking song about that back then. Exactly. Where it was like, I'm with my boobies or my groupies and no one mm-hmm. knew what the word was. Yeah. It was a great time. That video is sexy, too. It's extremely sexy. It's really, really good. So sit down, so just baby chill. witches. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be. I'm famous for you. But try if you want. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, Mars and Saturn are in sextile together. <laughs> if they're, in if they're like sextiling. <laughs> if they're sextiling. Then uh, you might be off to a great start. You should probably try to be famous. Aw, oh, damn. My... Mars and Venus are not sextiling. No, they're cousins. Oh, no. (laughs) So they shouldn't be sexting. They should not. But this can be seen in young Kim. She wanted to be famous. And she had actually tried many times before. We know her as Kim Kardashian. She posted a photo on her Instagram about a month ago of her and Courtney and Chloe as kids auditioning for like one of those kids singing groups. You know how they would like go town to town and just like audition people and promise them riches and fame. But never actually did mm-hmm. so there was a photo of them doing that the photo's so cute because courtney and chloe don't give a fuck Aww. and kim is so into it Aww. and it's just like adorable she's just like fucking eating it up and the sisters are like 
you dragged us here. We're at a JC. None of us can sing. I yeah, we're you. at a JC Penny. <laughs> we don't even shop here. <laughs> Come on. Kim has carried that passion for fame and being someone all the way through her life and career. And like, you got to think about it. Before she was even famous, she tried to put herself around famous people, including even being Paris Hilton's personal assistant, who was, you know, that early mid 2000s, like the most famous. Mm hmm. And then, of course, you marry one of the most famous men in the world and, you know, boom. Mars and Saturn, baby. She's like, I'm upward mobility. Sextiling it up. (laughs) And then the last one we'll touch on is a sextile between Uranus and her midhaven. Midheaven. I like the midhaven. I like the midhaven, too. It sounds like a bougie place in Connecticut. It's like a real, yeah. It's like, why not? The midhaven. Like, originally settled by Quakers, but then taken over by other white people. Dogs. Dogs. (laughs) Little white dogs. Little white dogs who rule the world. (laughs) The Midhaven. So the Midhaven. Uranus is unconventional, unusual, and unpredictable. A lot of times it's like a shock to the system and shows that what you're doing is different from the norm. And your midheaven is really very much about your professional success. And of course, Kim's midheaven is in Virgo. Oh my God. What the fuck is that? You know, it's like, we're going to work so hard and we're going to get everything, everything. Mm -hmm. Virgo midheavens are known to excel in any job where they can put their perfectionist tendencies to good use. And that's literally what Kim's career has been. A diverse array of perfectionist and unpredictable and unusual careers. First, you know, we have like the personal assistant thing. Kind of unusual. Then we have Dash, the store the Kardashian girls worked at. And Kim being a shopping assistant. So she would choose clothes, perfect a style for her clients, perfect a clothing line for the store. So all these like very perfectionist tendencies in one place. And that was just, that was her gig. That was her job. Then... You know, it was television. How do you make keeping up with the Kardashians bigger, more interesting, sexier? And it did. And she became like very zoned in to like perfect the show and to get more viewers and a bigger audience and to just heighten the fame of herself and her family. And this goes all the way to her perfectly curated Instagram that she does operate herself and even like her physical body. And that definitely got accelerated with Kanye because he was so much like, you're my dream woman. And that was very much like, well, let me become the dream. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's been a few plastic surgeries, the nose job, the Botox, the fillers, something with her ass, although many denials about it. But something must have happened, right, There was some There was something. And it's fine. And it's great, you know. And she does do a lot of squats now. But she's literally in the gym, like, every day for hours at a time. Working for her body. But she doesn't look like jacked. And she doesn't want to look jacked. That's amazing. She wants to look healthy. She wants like a little kind of ab outline, but not like crazy abs or bulky muscles or anything Mm -hmm. like that. She wants to be sex appeal, which is one, a weird fucking job, an unusual and unpredictable job, I may say. (laughs) But I have to also say her midheaven says she's been very successful at it. Mm -hmm. And that's with that Virgo, like, let's be a perfectionist. Let's get to work. Let's do the thing. Mm -hmm. So if you have a sextile in your chart, ooh, fucking eat the benefits, honey. Like, figure out what those two things are. And if you can strengthen one, it's just going to help the other. And then you'd basically be unstoppable. That's the whole lesson I got from this. Sextiles make you unstoppable. Sextiles make you fucking unstoppable. And they kind of sound sexy. They sound extremely sexy. Yeah. And you you can just be like, I'm sextilling today. I'm I'm just working on myself. Tara, why can't you just do the dishes? No, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm busy. All right, so trines. Trines. Trine, trine, trine says you're trying too hard. No, really? Here's what you're good at without breaking a sweat. Oh, okay, okay. So this is like Oh, this is only good. Yeah, this is like your natural aroma. Okay. But it's good. Trines make themselves so easy to find because they're 120 degrees of any planet, which means they follow the pattern of the elements in the zodiac. So this is four pizza slices. Okay, great. Is this the opposite one? No. No, this is not the opposite one. This is, that's six pizza slices. Oh, okay. Because there's 12 zodiacs. Oh, man. 
So this is four pizza slices. Okay. But the deal is, is that it really only falls within the same element. So like a Leo is far more likely to fall within a trine with another fire sign, like an Aries or a Sagittarius. A Scorpio is more likely to fall in line with like another water sign, so like a Cancer or a Pisces. There are some exceptions, like if you fall on the very edge of a Zodiac and then there's like a wide, perhaps a wide trine, but for the most part, you can just be like, oh, I have something in Scorpio. Do I have anything else in like these other places? You're going to stay in your element. Exactly. Okay. And that's kind of the whole vibe. Mm. is staying within your element so guys baby witches we are sleeping on trines oh planets that form trines are vibing they are vibrating they are elevating this is where your natural talents and your natural positive inclinations lie you may not even realize that your moon trying to mercury makes it easier for you to communicate your feelings and once you do you can use it to your advantage perhaps to star in an incredibly successful reality tv show or go to law school. Is the fly on your microphone? He's on the mic. What do you have to say, sir? He went in. What is he saying, Marcel? He's on the mic. Blow him off. He doesn't deserve to be here. He didn't go to hey, grad school. You didn't pay money for this. <laughs> Get out of here. What if he was telling us something like really important, though? Oh, my God. It's like literally one of your angels. It was like a climate change situation. And it was like, the big one's coming. No. <laughs> He's trying to warn everyone in LA. This is how you this is how you fix this. This is how you fix All you have to do is you have to get to the Himalayas and at 1825. <laughs> no. No. We're just like get out of here. We're talking about trines. Leave us alone. That's all I have to say about trines. It sounds amazing. It's extremely the thing I like about trines is if you sleep on it, you're not missing much because you're doing this thing naturally anyway, but that if you do notice it, you can really harness it to, again, probably take over the world in TV and law school. Oh, I love that. I love that. And then we have squares. And I read that squares are very action-oriented and kind of hot-headed. They suggest conflict and tension between two planets that are in the same mode. So think cardinal fixed mutable that's like a throwback that's back in the day oh my god that's season one exactly and these are 90 degrees from each other so that is three pizza slices three pizza slices boom squares are an inherent disagreement between the nature of signs and what those signs priorities are so this is conflict this is we are fighting against our inner selves our inner demons our outer demons all of it But squares can also incite action and create positive movement. But, you know, they can also create negative movement as well. So, you know, you're very on the line. It's much better to look at the sextiles and the trines and try to be fucking with your squares. And Kim K only has three squares in her chart, which is probably why she's living such a great life, honestly. She has a square between Venus and Neptune. So we once again have Venus. A lot of Venus showing up. Love, romance, and now Neptune. Neptune is about evolving, changing, and spiritually bettering yourself. It is also linked to chaos, confusion, escapism, and being easily influenced. And honestly, I think the perfect example of this is with Kim's relationship with her second husband, Chris Humphreys. We got the whole saga on the show. Amazing. It's one of the best seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Chris proposed to Kim and they got married on E! Divine. It was like fairy tale wedding status. And then when, who was it? It was uh, Courtney and Kim Take New York Part 2 mm-hmm. was the whole dissolution of that marriage. <gasps> yeah. Drama. Drama. If you're sleeping on that spinoff, you better watch it because it's like, that's the tea. But there was a lot writing on this marriage. Her entire wedding was being paid for and both her and Chris were receiving large payments to get married on national television. But the wedding rehearsal, which is filmed for the show, had them both literally at each other's throats. Like, by that time, it did not seem like they liked each other. Oh, gosh. And Chris Humphreys even threatened to, like, walk. Really? Like, the wedding rehearsal the day before the wedding. It was high drama. Highly dramatic. But of course, it was too late. Everyone had flown in. Everything was being paid for, like paid for or about to be paid for. Legal issues would be involved if they pulled out. And this marriage lasted for 72 days. Oh, this is a 72 days. Mm-hmm. Technically, it was longer, though, because Kim was pregnant with North by the time Chris actually signed off on the divorce papers. But they like called it quits after 72 days. Mm-hmm. And then Kanye like 
slid in. He slid in. Which, I mean, that's probably a big reason why they broke up. But yeah. Oops, oh well. Then a square between Venus and her ascendant. Kim's rising sign is in Sagittarius, which is about a great need for freedom, independence, and travel. And as we've talked about Venus being love, it is also adoration and your relationship with finances and material possessions. So flash cut to billion dollar homes, ornate and beautiful, not maybe million dollar homes, but you know, it's a big sum of money sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's more of a home than anyone who actually listens to a podcast would have. What kind of what kind of podcast do you think she listens to? I know she likes the true crime ones, actually. I don't know if she listens to the one with the girls. Oh, My Favorite Murder. Yeah, but I know she listens to other ones. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm sure, though, I mean, she wants to be a lawyer. So I bet that is actually extremely interesting to her. Yeah. And not just like a carnal fascination that many people have, like myself. <laughs> like myself. And so, you know, we have the huge houses with too many rooms, the designer furniture, the designer clothing, the like million dollar engagement rings, shit like that. And it can make you appear shallow to have all these like very richy, nice things, which, you know, is mostly other people's jealousy pointed towards you. Mm -hmm. But it can also just make you look out of touch with reality, with what the everyday person is going through. Who was the Kardashian... That very recently bought their child a yellow school bus so that they could sit on it because oh they'd my God, never. I don't know, actually. Who was it? Do you remember that? No. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that was Kylie. That seems like. Might be Kylie. That's so funny. But that's what I think of when I think of like, oh, you're like out of touch. You're like out of touch. But is that part of me being like, oh, I had to ride the bus like every day and I was always the first one. So I had to get up at like 530 in the morning. Is that just jealousy? Maybe. But I think the bus was also kind of fun. So it is something that they might be missing out on because their parents are so famous. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. The kids, it's definitely, I feel, a little different. It's a little murkier for the kids. But for Cam, how adored you are and how almost like other in a way you become because you're just not recognizable to like the average person just really distances you like as a human being. So it opens you up to being a target so much so that it reminds me of the 2016 incident in France where Kim was robbed in her hotel at gunpoint. After she recounted the incident on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and in an interview with David Letterman, it's just like, it's very, very scary. The robbers were dressed like French police officers. They only spoke French. Like they stole her wedding ring. She was only wearing a bathrobe, like nothing under it because she had just gotten home, had just changed. And she was like mentally prepping herself. Like she was like, I'm going to be raped and I'm going to be killed. Oh my God. And it's just like, you know, that's a crazy situation for someone to be in. And you know, fortunately, neither of those things happened. But when you as a celebrity or a personality become so big, people forget that you are human. And for that, even like people were like, oh, this was made up for the show. (gasps) Really? Oh, that was a huge narrative. Because it was like, for a while, no one thought it was like a real thing. Because they were like, how did this happen? Where were her bodyguards? And it was just like this crazy situation. Oh my God, that's awful. What an awful thing to go through. Yeah. So she talks about it on the show, but it's also like she had to talk about it on the show or else it would seem like it was a publicity stunt or something. Mm -hmm. Insane. So when you become that big, people just forget that you're human, even though you're just, you know, a really rich, very privileged person, but you also become a huge target for people. Mm Mm-hmm. And for crimes. Yeah. You know, it was more about like the money and can we do the heist than, oh shit, this could scar someone, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I mean, they came with a gun. Like what, what else could she have thought? thought? Yeah. Why did you bring that if not to kill me? Exactly. My God. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving into our final. Final. Aspect. It's the opposition. Okay. So this is the final boss of the Ginyu Force of male aspects. Okay. It is, I would not say the bad baddie, but it is the easiest one to notice on your chart. So oppositions are considered a hard aspect in the sense that they do create tension in your chart, but they come with less sharp edges than the square. Imagine you're like, like in one of those log rolling contests. All right. Against yourself. Okay. So there's two Alicia's. And we both sit on the grass. (laughs) We both give up. We're both wearing plaid. You're both wearing plaid. You both have a maple syrup 
in and one hand. Shorts that are way too short for this. We've got scratches on our legs. It's not looking cute. Bug, bug bites. Bug bites. So you're, so you're on the log uh-huh. and you're rolling for your dear little life. So wait, like... You're trying to knock each other off. I don't understand what game we're playing. So log rolling... So I'm not pushing the log. I'm on top of the log? You're on top of the log. I'm not and you're in the water. Two seconds. And you're both rolling oh, trying to knock water you, one. to oh, knock oh. each other off. Okay. This is Okay. Very much like oppositions. Got it. So this happens when two planets are exactly 180 degrees away from each other, meaning they're directly opposite on the other side of the chart. So this is six pizza slices away. You ate the whole damn pizza, girl. It was really good. <laughs> you were really It hungry. was really, really good. Oppositions are different from squares mm-hmm. in the sense that oppositions create tension by wavering back and forth on topics and ideas. Okay, so it's kind of like you, Alicia, are on one end and you, Alicia, on the other end are both trying to come to different ends, but you're both still Alicia's. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, I feel this. So when you're rolling on the log, sometimes you've got to roll really fast in one direction, but then you've got to roll really fast in the other direction so you don't fucking die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oppositions also tend to be areas of your personality that you seek stability from other people because you're on this log and you can't control it yourself. You do, in some instances, rely on the other person to either make mistakes or make decisions because that informs your decision. Because they're on opposite sides of the chart, they tend to be in complementary signs. So let's say like you have an opposition between your sun and your Mercury and your sun is in Scorpio, but your Mercury is in Taurus. Those are complementary signs because they're directly across from one another. Mm-hmm. So their energies both make sense to the other sign. They're like, you're kind of like my shadow or my twin. Oh, you're kind of like me. You're kind of like me. You're me, but different. So if you have a planet in Virgo, opposite a planet in Pisces, you can see the value in both of these placements. Okay, so what are we? We're Scorpio and just, what's across? It's Taurus. It's Taurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel that hard, yeah? actually. Yeah. 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 It's like your shadow self. Ah, I get that. Okay. Now let's say you're Kim K. All right. And you have a moon Venus opposition. So every time you care for your personal feelings at your moon, like your emotions, your personal relationships will suffer. And every time you focus on your personal relationships, aspects of your mental health will suffer. Mm. And you're constantly kind of rolling back and forth on this fucking log, trying to gain the affection and approval of others because their affirmation of you doing a good job or being valuable, that makes it true. Mm. Does that make sense? So in all actuality, and baby witches, I need you to trust me, that will lead you down a dark tributary where you, you know, associate being loved with being lovable. Mm. When you are always lovable, baby witch. You are always deserving of love. But can you get it? That's the question. I'm on this log and I'm rolling away with your love. (laughs) So yeah, so that is a situation where like every time you focus on one thing, this other thing suffers. And then you focus on that other thing and this thing, this other thing suffers. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, but you understand the importance of both of those things. So it's always about like trying to find common ground because it feels like you can't have both. Can you you fix it? Can you fix it? Yeah. Can you have both? Well, you got to live the dream. Can you have that cake and eat it too? Yeah. Just get two cakes. Oh, that's a good point. And an assistant. To help you eat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can die too. <laughs> you could get, this is what could also happen. You get in the spaceship. Uh-huh. You fuck Elon Musk. You get in the spaceship. That's a choice. You launch him out of the spaceship. You take the spaceship from him. Do I need it? Did I need to fuck him? That's how you get the keys. Okay. Then. <laughs> Derobing. <laughs> She's like, all right. Fine. Zip. Fine. And then you fly out Go to your Venus. Zola on him. Yeah. Or your Mars. And you fix them. You just move them over a little bit. Now you're the planet. Oh. Yeah. You kick it. <laughs> you just kick it. You nudge it. And yeah, so those are the aspects. That's what's up. How do you feel? I feel better because now they seem fun. Mm-hmm. So I think just like one more time, like what is the one sentence definition? Of each one? Of each one. Okay. To help me cement it. Conjunctions are right on top of each other. Boom. And that means that 
their energy is inseparable from one another. Got it. They are the same thing. So conjunction like and. Like the word and. Exactly. And 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 and. You're just stacked. Exactly. Then we got sextiles. Very sexy. And they're very good. And how many degrees? 60 degrees. Okay. So they're two pizza. degrees. They're sexy. They're sexy degrees. They're 60 degrees from each other. And growth, prosperity, make it work, baby. Just make it work. Trines are 120 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's four pizza slices. And those are the things you're good at without even fucking trying. I love that. Square, 90 degrees. We got them angled. Shit's not going well here. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. Things are butting up against each other. 90 degrees like the edge of a knife. Exactly. And then oppositions, that is directly across from each other. And those are the things that... You're like facing off. You are against the two yous that want the best for you. And one of them's lying. Okay. But one has a gun. We don't know who's who. This is like some some horrible Greek riddle. Like, there are two heads. I am the Sphinx. (laughs) Who do you trust? Who do you trust? The answer is no one. So, Alicia and I talked about this, but we would love to do episode where we just do our charts. Yeah. But with the other person analyzing. Yeah. And I want, like, fucking examples. Oh, God. That was the thing about this episode that was really hard because I know almost nothing about Kim Kardashian. And that's what made it easy for me because I was like, oh, this time actually yeah. works well. And she, Alicia was like, and in 2006, Kim Kardashian <laughs> went to Paris. So yeah, we'll work on it with us. Throw it up on the Patreon maybe. Yeah. That could be fun. And we'll see if any of it's true. It's all true. It's all true. I don't just be like us in tears by the way. <laughs> just the, the Taurus and the Scorpio were battling each other and because one time in high school and you opened the door to my car i was so mad so upset all you baby cue the music maestro you want it i want it oh she wants it i want to bay it she's thirsty for the which is in the news yay my favorite segment i have to say the stories today are particularly juicy and sometimes i do not feel that way about our story Sometimes they're, someone got their boyfriend fired. Sometimes it's a slow week, but these are very good. First story, we got some witches that are trying to hex the Taliban. See, I told you. I told you. We're starting with a fucking bang. Witches. As most people who don't live under a rock know, the United States is pulling out from Afghanistan, and it's like not going well. It's going really bad. It's going pretty bad. And I don't think anyone's surprised by that either like this is no shocker uh, only to mr joseph biden yeah. he's the only one shook by this whole situation and everyone else was like well you know it was bound to happen and and yes with sincerity and seriousness it is very very sad for everyone involved especially the people who are trapped in afghanistan definitely even though many don't feel like they can help there's a digital coven on discord that has been pulling together their resources to hex not Donald Trump this time, but the Taliban. As a group. As a group. They gathered to magically fight against the Taliban and are sharing sigils and links to charities aimed at helping Afghans. This digital coven is small with fewer than 50 members. The group was formed on a subreddit on August 17th called R Bewitch the Taliban. So they pretty much got to the point. They were like, <laughs> best sales pitch ever. Best. That subreddit now has really gone awry and been fueled by drama and shit posters and people saying that they're going to like try to magically fight Allah. Like it's, it's kind of, it's lost itself. Oh no. It's gone. Just for the record, no one was trying to fight Allah to begin with because that's a fucking God and they're witches, but they're not dumb. (laughs) The coven has spent time donating to organizations trying to help Afghan refugees And in a curse-talking and protection-talking channel on their Discord, the coven gathers to exchange ideas on how to use spell work to attack the Taliban's leadership and protect vulnerable people in Afghanistan. One moderator said, The idea to use magic to fight the Taliban is as natural to a magician as the idea of fighting them with guns is to a soldier. Which I guess so. However, if you, baby witch, want to help Afghan refugees, you can do some magic, of course, and... Also, you can donate to many places, including the International Rescue Committee, Human Rights First, the International Refugees Assistance Project, or you can even participate in a project called Open Homes, 
through Airbnb, where Airbnb hosts can offer free temporary housing to refugees. There are ways to help. The articles I read didn't list the way, so that's why I made sure to find the ways to tell it to you, because we are more helpful than that. You're welcome. And we're not fighting Allah. We are not fighting Allah. That's just, it sounds hard. Also, Allah, I think Allah might be a good guy. Yeah, he's probably fine. She? They? Yeah. I don't know. Z? Z? Next story is Mayhem in New Jersey apartment. Are we talking about your apartment? We're not talking about my apartment. But in Jersey City, you know, the best city. <laughs> By far. God City, some say. God City. But even good things can't always be perfect things. <laughs> A man named Emilio Orturo is under investigation. At least 22 farm animals were discovered in the three-bedroom row home that he is renting. Was renting. No, is renting after neighbors tipped off the Division of Environmental Health Department. Pictures from the scene show goats, chicken carcasses, and another photo even shows a dead pigeon nailed above the door. Holy shit. I know. It's crazy. Is this some Santeria shit? Mm-hmm, you guessed it. Elisa Brevard Rodriguez, the homeowner, and get this for audience fucking sympathy, a U.S. Navy sailor who just returned home from a tour in the Middle East called the situation a nightmare. Literally the one qualifier you could probably give someone with the title landlord and just be like, <laughs> God damn it, they're a vet. <laughs> Emilia Orturo has not been paying rent since May, but due to the COVID eviction moratorium, Elisa has not been able to kick him out legally or physically because she didn't bring her army men along. Emilia Orturo says he believes in Santeria and has helped women who can't get pregnant and people with psoriasis and people with cancer. But that he does not sacrifice the animals. They nail themselves to his house. Yeah, the chickens with the slashed throats that were found in the apartment definitely say different, though. That does not seem good. Emilio, however, persists that the chickens were killed for food, not sacrifice. You know, you just gut them in your own apartment. What? Ew. He was quoted saying, it's legal, legally in the United States, you respect the religion. But Jersey City's Division of Environmental Health disagreed, saying it is very illegal. (laughs) It is very frowned upon, sir. This is not how we behave in Jersey City. They said Jersey City has an ordinance that prohibits residents from keeping farm animals, livestock, in the city limits. As the investigation goes on, Orturo could face per count, not sure how many counts, but per count issued by my inspectors, it could be $2,000 and 90 days in jail. Which I don't think that's enough. That is not a, I mean. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm an animal rights sympathist, Yeah, that's say. a problem. That's like kind of our blind spot. I mean, we should look at our charts. Yeah, it is. And we've gotten this comment before of being too hard on people that uh, sacrifice animals. I just, I see no wiggle room in my opinion. Yeah, there's, there's no witch yes passage into empathy when it no. comes <laughs> to the lives of animals. If you talk mean to a dog, like I'm upset. <laughs> Don't talk rude to it. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking nice. And I mean, here's, I mean, if we want to get real, oh, get real salty about it. Yeah. I think it's interesting that people getting all up in arms when he's cutting the chickens and not using it for food. Yeah. It was like their body's just like hanging out. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is gross. This is like unsanitary and like inhumane. And I'm like, yeah, how do they, have you seen animal agriculture? Yeah. Very, very gross. You still like looking at it. Tabitha. Tabitha. We're coming at you, Tabitha. Sounds like a woman that lived in Jersey City. Maybe. A tabby. Yeah. A tabby, for sure. As of August 20th, Orturo was not arrested and does not yet face any charges. Jersey City police are still investigating. Boom, boom. Dun, dun. Da, 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 da. In our last story, a 1,600-year-old pagan idol found in an Irish bog. In a bog? In a bog. Is, that was a lot of like interesting words in one sentence. Holy cow. This is, a, this is a children's story. It is. Irish archaeologists have unearthed an eight-foot-tall pagan idol from a bog in the west of Ireland. The idol is 1,600 years old from the pre-Christian era and was discovered in the townland of Gortnacrana. Ooh. Gortnacrana. That's how I think you say it. Gortnacrana. I looked it up once. Archaeologist Dr. Eve Campbell, which, yes, ma'am. Yes. She sounds sexy. Who directed the excavation said, our ancestors saw wetlands as mystical places where they could connect with their gods and the other world. 
The discovery of animal bone alongside a ritual dagger suggests that animal sacrifice was carried out at the site and the idol is likely to have been part of these ceremonies. The idol was made in the Iron Age from a split oak trunk and has a small human-shaped head at one end and a series of horizontal notches carved along its body. Twelve other large Irish idols have been found, but the Gartnacronag idol is the largest of them all at over two and a half meters long or eight fucking feet, which means this idol is taller than your favorite NBA star. Holy Name cow. one, it's taller. LeBron James is like 6'9". I double checked just to make sure. Oh my God. Apparently the world's tallest man is like at eight feet. Exactly. But that's one man. And he's not playing basketball. No one wanted him that tall. No. They can't even fit him in there. For the next three years, the idol will live at the University College Dublin to undergo a three-year process of preservation. So that was redundant, but that's okay. After which it will move to its future home at the National Museum of Ireland. Boom. Can I ask a question? Yes. Am I the only one that feels like they have to put the idol back because maybe it was keeping something in the bog? Oh, it's the climate crisis. This is the thing that sets it off? Maybe. We like unlocked the mummy's tomb in this bog. Oh, probably. Fuck. Eight feet tall? I would be scared of that if I were a vampire trapped in a bog. It's all like leprechauns and pukas coming out. No! Oh man, they're fucked. It's fucking game over. I can't go there anymore. (laughs) Because we were frequenting it so often before. (laughs) Yes! Ireland, my favorite place. No, I mean, I really want to go. I would love to go. I would love to go. Soon, maybe. Uh, One day. And that has been Witches in the News. It was a very exciting news was. evening, I would say. I'm jazzed about it. Yeah. So much going on. So much going on nationally, locally. What the fuck is this? In the tri-state? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Okay, so now we're moving into our final segment. This spell, it's not for Arturo. No. This spell is for you perhaps baby witch it is a simple pet protection spell jar by otherworldly oracle for people who like pets so this is what you're gonna need and i picked this out because i am feeling anxious about dolly's safety in the city because there is a dog napper in williamsburg what they're a duo a duo. And this is how they do it. This is how they do it. Oh, they should go to Williamsburg, though. They got expensive dogs oh, in real Williamsburg. Expensive yeah. Dogs. So the reason that they're doing it, other than being evil, is because there's a dog shortage. In the city? In the city. Okay. And that what's ended up happening is a lot of the shelters have, like, upped their prices. So they're, like, thousands of dollars, some of these shelter So what are dogs. they doing? They're just... They're nabbing dogs and then selling them for, like, exorbitant prices. I feel like you'd get caught so easily, though. Exactly. I'm like, you got to fucking microchip your dog. You absolutely have to microchip your dog. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I haven't because I'm afraid of it. Why? I'm just afraid of her being in pain, and I forgot to tell them to do it when she was getting fixed, and I don't want to have to go and get another thing. Tara, your dog's going to get stolen. I, I can't know. help you. <laughs> I know. But the re- this is how they fucking do it. Is one of them comes from behind you. Uh-huh. And has a big pair of shears. Cuts. What the fuck is this? Cuts the is leash. This a cartoon? And then the other person comes forward and nabs your dog and runs away. So while you're watching this person run away after they've cut, you are misdirected. Ooh, that's and your smart. dog is being taken behind you. So then you have to, and that's enough time for them to grab your Yorkie poo named Tickles. Wait, how many times has this happened? Enough times that I've heard of it. And I'm telling everybody at but the dog park. they not been caught? This sounds so crazy. Doesn't it? There's millions of people in this fucking city. This makes no sense. There were millions of people at Boston University and we never caught the ass slapper. No, but there are ideas. That's true though. But also, I think people just didn't want to say. And I don't think that's the situation for the dog napper. No, it's not. Both criminals. Both criminals. So this is what you're going to need for your simple pet protection spell jar. You're going to need a glass jar, and it needs a lid. Okay, great. You're going to get a pinch of, like, your pet's hair, perhaps a little feather that, they, that they've dropped in their cage, a loose tooth or a nail from your kitty cat when they, like, pull off the little caps that they have. So I would say do not pluck your animals okay. fur. I do would not say, pull their teeth out. Do not do that. Just okay. look at their cute little bed and sometimes you're going to find some pet oh, like detritus. A whisker. A whisker. The whiskers are fantastic. I think they're very, very lucky. Oh, extremely. Mm-hmm. That is potent magical energy. Very much so, yeah. A tiger's eye stone. Okay, beautiful, lovely. Order it online. Great. 
three herbs of your choice for protection. So these are the suggestions that they gave. Rosemary, cloves, cinnamon, salt, sage, or star anise. A photo or something that belongs to your pet. Something that's like, this is my pet's favorite toy that they chewed up to shreds. Aww. Or like this is, you know, like their old collar that they're too big for. Aww. And then a piece of paper and a pen. This is your list. It's a little bit much, but I feel like a lot of it, you're just foraging in your pet's crate for it. Oh, I love that. We don't even have to leave the home. No, you can stay home. If you order the tiger's eye online. Yeah. (laughs) So this is how you make it. You're going to cleanse that jar. I say just smoke cleanse it. Easiest thing in the world. On your piece of paper, you're going to write your intention. This is the example that they gave. They said, keep my pet healthy and safe from harm. And then they were like, universe, God, ancestors, or like your divinity of choice, empower this protective charm. So you could be like, keep my pet healthy and safe from harm. Universe, empower this protective charm. Cute, adorable. It rhymes. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to fold that paper towards you. Towards your heart. Towards your heart. Love that. Towards your heart palace. You're going to put it in the jar. Then add the other ingredients to the pet protection spell jar while visualizing your pet being safe and healthy. He's jogging. Maybe he's losing a little weight. He's, you know, he's eating healthy. He's safe at home. He's sitting down. He's watching. Was it Kim and Chloe go to New York? (laughs) Courtney and Kim go to New York. Part two. (laughs) The sequel. The squeakle. Then seal the lid. Close Mm -hmm. it up. Hold it between your hands and again visualize your sexy safe healthy pet my sexy pet and then say your intention out loud again so it's like universe protect my little dude and keep him safe and happy and healthy and away from dog nappers please uh yeah and then of course the witch has patented so let it be let it be and then keep that pet protection spell jar somewhere safe in your house i thought this was interesting they were like don't put it outside where it can be taken you have to Keep your pet safe. Yeah, keep the jar safe. And you got to keep the jar safe. Oh, shit. It's a lot of pressure. And that's it. Oh, I love that. I love that everything in the jar, like, none of it's going to mold. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. Mm -hmm. Some of the other jars, I'm like, you're going to lock it up for a long time and you're going to throw it out. Yeah. This one is like, oh, that's cute. A lot of dry ingredients. Yeah. That's what I'm a fan of. Yeah. I'm about it. And the... And that's it, gang. Oh my gosh. What an informative, beautiful episode with so many things happening. There was a fly. There was a flight. There was a flood. There was a fire in my heart for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> An aching, a yearning, I must say. <laughs> Could not wait to see her eyes once again. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and outro each week. I say it so often, I was like, let me see if I can mix it up a little. Oh, Oh. I felt it, the vibrato. I'd also like to thank anyone that left us a review. Maybe not anyone. If you left us a good review, thank you. I appreciate you. If you left us a bad review, why? You took a lot of effort to what? To hurt me? Well, it worked. It did. Because I'm still thinking about it. (laughs) I'm in tears. So we're trying to play that algorithm. I truly. I don't fucking know. I wish I knew more about it. But this is how it seems to me is that we need regular positive reviews. So if you haven't left a review yet, it takes you're already on your phone. Oh, shit. Fucking caught. I got you. Oh, my God. So give us five stars. You can say anything you want. Hopefully it's nice. And yeah. And thanks for doing that. If you've already done it. Yeah. That's amazing. Alicia. Yes. If they want to find you, where can they find oh, you? Oh, if they want to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Alicia period Herder. Because that's your name. That's my name. And then where would we find you, Miss Tara? You're going to find me at Her Lovely Face. That's my art Instagram. It's fucking poppin'. Please come over there and just compliment me. If you can't come to my show, share my show. We that's can also th- find you at your show on Thursday at the Sweet Lorraine Gallery. Yes, September 9th Boom. from 6 to 8 p.m. In Red Hook? In Red Hook. But In it's, Red Hook. It's right off the... Smith and Ninth G stops. You just walk under the freeway. It's like so, it's basically in Gowanus. Yeah. And then also you can find me at underscore Little Moss. That's my private Instagram. I basically just see if you're following Alicia. Boom. Easy. And you can follow the podcast at which yes, we post funny things sometimes. We have a quiz at the end of the week every time we release a new full length episode. Shit's dope. We share memes. We're memeing it up. We're memeing it up. It's fun. You can also follow us on Facebook by joining the Witch Yes Facebook coven. You just answered some questions and boom another community and we have 
What? Another community on the Discord? What? And oh the Discord's popping. The Discord's always popping. You'll love the Discord. The Discord's great. And then, what? Another community on the Patreon? Tell us about the Patreon. So, you can find us on Patreon. Patreon, which is at the $5 level and above, are getting two extra episodes a month. So, that makes this a weekly podcast for them. Boom. In addition, Patreon, which is know what our next episode is about. And they get to ask questions. Ooh. So we were like talking about Momo, how she was giving us, why do I have to know about this? I'm, and great we like, question. Real. For real. <laughs> they get to ask questions and it really, it shapes how our episode goes because we were like, okay, we have questions. We want to know what you guys want to hear about. And it's great. $10 and above get access to our close friends list and more. And then they get access to, you know, early cool stuff. Hell Yeah. I fucking love it. It's fun. I love our Patreon. I also... Because we can be a little bit more candid. I mean, it's where the juicy shit is at. And as I said, we have like, what, like three, almost three full work days worth of episodes. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. crazy. And, you know, I just also want to thank our fly friend for being here and really being a distraction and um, just like being disruptive. We'll have the fly do their own Patreon episode. <laughs> I've decided. Because this guy has something to say, and we're not listening. And this has been... Witch, yes! Bye! Bye. Adios, come to my show!